0: All right, um, Kwame, good for nothing. Thank you for joining me. Welcome to the Audiophile Collective. No worries. Appreciate having you guys in here to talk about a lot of what is happening right now with the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, I guess we're approaching now two weeks since George Floyd's death, uh, since his murder, and um, a lot has been going on in terms of... Protests, uh, social media movements and people educating themselves. So I wanted to touch on a lot of what is happening right now. Some of the challenges that are being faced right now. And uh, since this is also a music talk show, I kind of want to talk about hip hop and rap and uh, some of the stereotypes that people associate with it and uh, what we can be doing in the arts and culture scene to help push this movement forward so first i wanted to kind of start with um a lot that i've been seeing in the last week or so um we had this media blackout last week and there were a lot of issues with that as a whole and then also in the media industry there has been a lot of news outlets that have not been holding themselves accountable to properly convey the message and the correct information about what is actually going on so Mm -hmm. if
1: you guys had some thoughts on any of that um yeah I think with the media blackout it was kind of a a confusing situation where I think it was more on the um the people in the music industry to try and show solidarity in removing themselves from a standard where regardless of what's going on in the world, the injustices that are going on, they're going to continue posting their selfies or uh, you know, pro- self-promotion um, and things like that. So the blackout was supposed to be showing that they're not going to continue to perpetuate that kind of outlook when obviously, you know, really messed up things are happening in the world. And spend that day to further educate themselves if they're not black, but also if you're black too, um, and just dig deeper in what could be done and how you can support and help, you know, be a part of the pro- uh, part of the solution. Sorry. Um, and then because there was a lack of organization and uh, clarity, I think it turned into something that was a little bit more damaging to the whole movement of you know advocating for black lives um as we saw it kind of just made the whole hashtag and everything that represents the info just kind of black out on instagram so um those kinds of things are naturally going to happen i think um that just show a proof of how powerful people's opinions and people's perspectives can be if it's all in unison so the fact that that many people united was able to simply um almost mute like the the whole the fo- whole advocation for like black lives and one simple misunderstanding that shows that we need to take a lot of care um to make sure that when we do go out to mobilize and try and do things to advocate for change, we're making sure we're looking at all the avenues we can do it and all the ramifications that could come from, you know, improper management. So I, I think that was, that's something that's going to continue to happen, but we have to try to figure out ways to lessen those kind of situations. Cause obviously
2: it's counterproductive. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> like with the, With the whole movement, like people coming together to like spread awareness is great. And as far as um, trends that catch on, whether it's for a movement or entertainment purposes, it's it's always like a quick spark, right? Someone just takes an idea and they just run with it, right? And it's great when it contributes positively towards like movements that need actual, acknowledgement that need in 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 a way in a sense that like um tragedies are happening due to the fact that it is continuing to go on right so what's cool about it and what's most important about it was that more and more people were trying to raise awareness to what is going on that is absolutely like beyond words as far as like how to describe it on a scale of like how upsetting the news is on a day-to-day basis um but the i it should always come with info it should always come with info within it right and that was pretty much like the biggest thing about the Blackout Tuesday was like we we can't really afford to just whatever it is not give people info because at the end of the day it's the amount of people that are on the ground level that are at in America uh, coming together to basically change the entire structure of the system Mm -hmm. right and the more info that they get on that the more chance the movement stands to achieve that change when it's just nothing people can scroll right by or just exit the app entirely because they feel like they already know what's going on with 100 percent of the platform depending on how big the movement is right so it was just great to see that instant spark um of people that were like i care about this most definitely um it's just the communication and how to put it out there and how to Put it out there with such a large volume of people is, like uh, Kwame said, something that takes time, right? And for now, it two weeks after or a week after the fact, um, it's just great to see that everybody switched to I got to spread awareness and I got to put info out about something that's going on. That right. yeah, was
1: a really quick um bounce back, which is something that I was actually pretty surprised once I saw how bad it was getting when I was actually looking at the everything that was going on in Instagram and then I saw like people going on their stories and being like, Yo, you gotta stop hashtagging Black Lives Matter and the the fact that people are aware enough to try and go about it the right way, even though they're constantly gonna be critiqued. You know for how they're going about it because that's what we're all trying to do is uh, you know we all have the same goal here so it was refreshing and made me a bit more hopeful for the situation because I feel like um, that kind of situation is very opportunistic for people who have a different narrative to take advantage of Um, but I felt like that wasn't a situation where we were able to be taken advantage of. I think it flipped back very quickly and people are spending a lot of time trying to educate themselves. So, When we go
0: to government organizations or educational institutions and news outlets that are privatized Mm -hmm. and those opinions from one person or a small group of people that are not holding themselves accountable we see things that have been happening um in 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 news where a lot has been altered and a lot of communication has not been effectively put out there for the public to to see
1: yeah i think that's um there's like multiple layers of society and the systems we put in place to have a quote-unquote functioning society or civilization where it's all done to like perpetuate this idea of like capitalism um, where you have people everyone like has to focus on all these like day-to-day things within their lives to kind of keep them going and it's always something that I acknowledge whenever we're talking about the struggles of humanity pre-Ahmaud Aubrey, pre-this whole, you know, the media blackout and quarantine. Uh, you get kind of the sentiment that people in their hearts know when something's wrong. And they might even want to do something about it, but they have like a patience like limit. Uh, Or attention span to like how much they'll be able to give energy to that. And I think the media kind of perpetuating certain stereotypes and biases um, tends to feed in that like lack of patience that people might have or open-mindedness, right? Um, And that makes it kind of hard for people to, learn anything or educate themselves right because it always will come down to well yeah that sucks but i gotta go to work or i gotta go do this and i think the situation that we're in right now permits people to be a little bit more open-minded because they're not completely self-involved and obsessed with like what they're what's happening within their lives because we've all been put under the same scope where we're now all stuck inside our houses with nothing to do. And even still black people are getting murdered. So it's kind of hard to ignore it. Even though the media might be doing this and that, I don't think, I think social media is kind of in the representation of like the sheer truth. There is still an ability for people to skew it and put it in a way that's advantageous to them. But I think there's something about social media now where it's like, you can't ignore just someone just filming it. This is what happened, posting it. Um, whereas the media always puts this whole dramatization around it and makes it, you know, they kind of cater it to what they want to say. Um, and I think a lot of the times these are everyday people who are just filming what's happening And not even really posting their opinion, just like, this is what happened today. So you get a much more real, genuine outlook of what the news actually probably should be. Um, So I think even though the news tends to do that, uh, it's not not enough anymore to keep people away from the truth. Do you think the idea of
0: technology now being a factor in this is why we have gotten to where we are currently um, two weeks after, you know, this, this started really blowing up. Um, You and I've like, we've talked a little bit in the past about why these movements have struggled in the past and why people thought, you know, it was over. The idea of technology pushing this forward. um, Do you see that that might be the way that news should be produced? portrayed in the future
1: i don't think i have the the answer to that i think it's going to go naturally based off of a lot of different things that have to do with the tendencies of human like human nature and bias and perspective and stereotypes and goals and all the things that are privy to people that's going to kind of push whether the, st- the new standard is this or that. I don't think I could say what's the most the best way for me to, to portray a news story um, but I think what's happening now is there's a bit of a shift where it's and I don't think it's because of technology actually. I think it's because people are in are in quarantine I think the reason that there's so much focus on it right now is because it's impossible to ignore because you don't have any excuse now. You can't say, well, you know, th- what's happening in the world is sad, but I have to go and do this. Like, there's no excuse for that anymore. Everyone's stuck under the same umbrella where they're stuck inside. And now you're seeing it, uh, maybe a spark or like catalyst in people where like something's shifting that they are so touched Um and affected by what they saw, that they're willing to go out during a pandemic and protest it. Um, I think that is because it's a pandemic right now. I don't think necessarily that there was a right time. You know, I think people would have continued allowing this to happen um, if we weren't in a pandemic. I do believe that because um, the Ahmad Aubrey thing happened three months before the video went viral. So I think the reason why the video went viral is because people were had enough time to pay attention. Um, And having enough time and not having enough time is a complicated thing to talk about. But I think that the focus is because of quarantine. I don't think the focus is because people were ready to help change or whatever. I think, and i think that it is happening regardless but um i don't think i can like say that's because technology has advanced so far or people's perspectives have changed so much or, you know so it's hard to say but the hope would just be that it uh, gets resolved or we could get to a point where things are a bit more fair than they are right now where at least people aren't worried about dying
2: i think technology plays a factor in the sense of uh or in the sense that people that are disconnected from like certain categories of technology when we say media talking about news and mainstream news outlets and stuff like that right like we've already know like how they've omitted facts how they've blatantly lied or skewed facts in order to paint a certain picture that benefited whether it was their ratings or whatever influence was behind there that we know now to be a very 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 strong force i think the issue is there's a lot of people that still in that age of it being the most prevalent source of media of research gathering people are still looking to that as Basis of trying to get to like the root or of the conversation to try and get to like like what the point of all of this is when in fact the news as far as mainstream media is concerned is only quote unquote objectively trying to tell current events as they're mm-hmm. happening to get more views onto their platform. Right. So already just in that definition, you're not going to get the root of any of any Uh, argument or conversation or even history about this because the news is not going to talk about any predated events that led up to this moment that would impact a lot of people even more you know and in every movement and this is where technology plays a factor is like when you're talking about instagram you're talking about the links in bio like everybody is turning that into almost an encyclopedia to like Per, to to send further information that predates what's happening on mainstream news right now so that the information could be there for whoever is about the movement., um, what I think mainstream media kind of, and technology kind of fails to do as of right now is,, um, unfortunately, uh, when I word this, it, it, it basically, it, it it basically, uh, dang, it's really hard to fathom. Like the, the issue with mainstream media, I should say, not necessarily technology as a whole, but mainstream media now is that in every movement that's going on, that the news doesn't cover to try and get to the bottom of what the fairest possible way to treat an entire community of people that are equal to any every other community of people on the planet right um they they address they address everyone there's not like a personal there's there's not like a personal motive behind it you know, other than like literally trying to have the conversation of how to treat people fairly. And right now, as far as the news is concerned, as far as like reporting on why this is happening, when people have conversations on the news of why this is happening, they don't actually look into literally white history. Like literally white history, like it's always starting from like what's happening in like the ghettos, what's happening in these situations that are already there, that are already there to be basically oppressive, that are that have already been set up for the system because the system said you needed to be here. You know, you need to be here away from this, that that can give you opportunities, very exclusive. Right. When white history before it and going before it, these systems were like, like being fathomed in, in the history of like the American white men, these were being fathomed and we never address it. We always start from the black community. Like what, what needs to happen in the black community? We've had this conversation, like how can the black community like peacefully, like, like, like or whatever get to the the bottom of this you know how can we as a community be more exclusive and then it turns into a question about all and everybody but we need to get to the root of this is why why essentially the the culture of the white man in america created this in the first place and and like address like literally take accountability of everything that's going on I hope that when human beings get a heightened level of consciousness, if we get to a place of heightened level of consciousness, the news will attach the root cause with whatever's going on, right? Maybe further than we're used to. I hope the attention span grows for that so that we can literally address and hold the people that were actually accountable of this happening in the first place from the from the very first seed. I, I hope that that becomes more prevalent in, in mainstream media. But for now we just get current events and people are using that as arguments.
1: I think that's also, um, kind of ties into like just the education system because we're, we're not being taught the history. So it's easy for the news to take advantage of the fact that no one knows the history. When, you know, a black man gets shot in the ghetto, you're just going to say the black man got shot in the ghetto. You're not going to talk about everything that happened to lead up to black man being shot in the ghetto or black man being um, in a position where he has to sell Coke or any kind of drugs to pay his bills because he doesn't have access to a good school in his neighborhood or um, healthcare or just the basic things that I think the American society and first world countries would say is like a basic like a basic um, right to have access to these kinds of things and there's literally people within Canada and American America who don't have access to these things and as Good For Nothing said it's about the white history that perpetuates and put these um, standards in place to make it be understood that there is a basic need for health and safety and education and financial liberty. But uh, in the black community, it's not there. And then the standard that we can be okay with that and allow it to continue and put the focus in the news and the media on the fact that it is happening right now and it's bad without acknowledging the fact that there's things that were put in place prior to today for today to happen right because everything leads up till today it's not the other way around so um yeah that's i don't actually don't think the media could get to a point where they will focus on the history um one because the media is owned by white people so that's a problem um and you're not, you might not be able to change who owns the media because it's generational wealth. Um, and that's why the whole issue is capitalism as a whole, I think. I think the entire idea of capitalism should be questioned of what, we're, what are we striving for and what's the cost. And everything we strive for has a cost. The, the birth of these countries is the cost of millions of lives. Of the slaughter of Native people, the torture of Black people, slavery, enslavement of Black people. So, it's it's these these points that we've even gotten to technologically. The advances in techno technological advances has been at the disadvantage of somebody else somewhere. Our phones are pow- powered by batteries that are, you know, parts of. These phones are being made by children in different countries, fast fashion. Um, All of this is like, let's, let's keep things move. Let's keep things pushing forward. Um, And it doesn't matter who it hurts or who we take advantage of to get there. And I think that's the main issue. And it's also acknowledging the history, but then all the things that help push it forward we're not going to get anywhere if we just if we just change you know simply just go okay we've reformed the police that's not enough okay the education system's changed that's still not enough i you think know? that you you bring up a great point of
0: capitalism being a major factor into this and i think a, a lot of people it might not cross their mind when they're using their phone, you know, with the idea that you just brought up about, you know, where it was built and how it was built and by who do you think maybe that you kind of said, maybe it's, you know, there's going to be a lot of different factors. And you said that education isn't just the only thing, but do you think maybe an educational reform to actually teach people all of these things where they can, what, what capitalism actually is, where everything's coming from that they're using and the history of the the true history of what actually happened in Canada. Right. Do you think that maybe that is a place that we begin so then we start actively thinking okay maybe I sh- I, I these are not the things that I do going forward.
1: Right. And yeah, well uh, you definitely I think education is one of the most important things. I'm not sure if it's the first thing that we should do but I feel like it should be seeing as it'll take a while for people to be more informed. It could take generations. So the change that we want right now, we could do definitive like systematic changes that will be beneficial, but it will still leave a level of ignorance that can't be, you know, that can't be supplemented without like proper education. So I think the root is education which is learning the history and then when you know the history realizing why it's problematic and then realizing how those problematic things tie into right now and then then being like what are we gonna do about it which I think black people are already there but so that's why we call for things like reform the police and we we call for a bunch of changes being made over the history of our countries but it's a matter of white people paying attention to the reason why things are the way they are today and then wanting to do something about it like germany forgive me if uh i'm not i'm not german so i've never lived in germany but i believe that it's like uh it's taught in the schools about what happened with Nazis and um, the Jewish people and um, I, I, I would like to think that the standard there is like no nonsense when it comes to talking about that part of their history as if it was something that isn't a big deal I think it's known worldwide that it was a big deal uh, to the point where they they teach it in all their schools and I think it's like a social accepted. It's like a socially accepted thing, countrywide, where no one is going to allow someone to be treating a Jewish person, even a, a, a fraction or like a glimpse of what it used to be. It's like completely just not acceptable, and they understand that that's like a stain. Like that is a stain in their history, and I think the problem with Canada. And the problem with the states is we don't look at our history as a stain. We look at it as something to be proud of, which is why you have people perpetuating phrases like make America great again. And you have. Hundreds and thousands of people supporting the outlook of it ever was that it was ever great. And the same with Canada. People actually think we're a great country. Because you compare to things where your perspective of what greatness is, is, well, they don't have clean running water or, I don't know. Or even Canada comparison to the United States. Well, we abolished slavery 30 years prior to the states doing it. And we had the Underground Railroad. So it's not as bad here. So we're a better country because that's something to be proud about. You want to be proud that there was even the need for an underground railroad. That's not something to be proud about. So,
2: yeah, I think that's the problem. Kind of starting from, like, where we were talking about beginning, referencing, like, uh, when Kwame referenced, like, a lot of people caring about it right now because of quarantine, and then going through technology, and then to education, just kind of going through everything right now. It's... um it's, it's as far as education is concerned, right? It's always been, it's always been a preference. Like it's always been somebody relentlessly having a preference of how they want to live. And when the first thing seemed like the easiest way to do it, that's when they were like, okay, that's how I'm going to do it. Whether it was out of fear or survival or what have you, right? Way back when um fear was instilled to slaves to work when early forms of technology was formed and a war was created because of it right people were captured and forced into labor slavery to work for the opposition to create technology and that proved to work a system of fear and it's built empire on empire on empire system after system after system but we've had casualty after casualty after casualty and we don't report on like like almost, I want to say two-thirds to seven-eighths of it, in all honesty, because the number's too great. It's too, it's too, too great. And when the numbers got great, even in the population in the beginning of it, institutions like the education system was created to teach workers. It wasn't like, like, the, the the knowledge that the first world has right now that we are attaining in school was to be, be believed as something that only the elitist or the higher powers could have. While everybody's education system was to work, to go to the factory and work, you know, and paint like a certain thing. And it, only, it wasn't until later where we decided that only in certain like countries, mind you, because some places in the third world are still currently experiencing huge gaps in their education system it's only now where we're telling certain stories about our history like oh like there's like there's there's this about canada about like um you get your geography class your science class you get your history class where you learn about like a little bit of the natives a little bit of things that were happening and none of it with like Inuit and all of that stuff but like it doesn't it world history isn't actually world history world history leaves out like seven eighths of the world and it just touches on whatever motive whatever motive is behind whatever country of the world you're learning about if you go to a christian school the world history is pretty much there to motivate christianity so you're learning about world religions right but you're learning about the ones that just have either really really like uh different views or some that also believe in like the same thing so reform is definitely necessary a hundred percent because of the fact that we can't afford to have especially growing up in our youth so much information being left out right this whole movement right now like it sucks to say but we're getting a lot of support and people that need to either literally get out because they're tired of the quarantine and they're now face to face with all of the things that they need to address and realizing that it's wrong right now there are some people that have that have been here and now that a lot of people are out are out but they've already been out and then there's a lot of people right now that are just absolutely opposing it and they're out to oppose it but they're still contributing right now to the system being halted and hopefully renewed right but the issue is right now is that a lot of people are trying to make it about them and humanity has had a history of making things about them down to the reason for the education system yeah like even so when we all have a reason to go outside and that's the thing is again with the media, when we're talking about oh, people are making it a black issue, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. It's so easy to sit inside your own, your own house and say, oh, there's an issue with the black community, but don't worry. You can just watch that. It won't affect here. You know, we're talking about a system that oppressed one, one, one equal, version of themselves essentially right every human being is like we share that we are all human beings we're all different variations of ourselves inside of the species and one decided to turn on a completely different one and people are separating themselves from a possible target maybe even supporting it because again it proves this skewed disgusting progress right? No one wants to work harder to create another system. That's probably the conversation that's happening in the White House right now, that people are arguing about people that are like moral, and people that are immoral. They're looking at each other like, do you really want to create another system? You want to create another system from the ground up? And maybe even referencing all the way back Like they did this from the beginning, what you want to, what you want to change it now. And people don't believe that they can, and we can, but we need to understand that it's about all of us. It's about all of us. But right now, and for years, years and years and years, you have seen a certain version of us get oppressed and it's beyond forgiveness. It's beyond forgiveness and it has to start with as far as the american history is concerned it has to start with black people it has to start with their freedom that's that's what's been that's what's been oppressed the hardest in america that's what's been oppressed the hardest when we talk about slavery and we talk about like europe and america and what they did when they came to africa and they left with people with people you know as far as the rest of the globe is concerned like that is already included because we look different right so everybody that looks different that is different in some way is included in that but we we like the, the focus the focus needs to be changed with with absolutely everything from the reason we go to school to the reason we go to work to the reason we seek opportunities to the reasons we seek careers to the reasons we get into art to the reasons why we, we, we live through life. Like essentially, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's tough. a domino effect,
1: but like you're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to knock down the big domino with a little domino, you know, probably way easier to knock down everything, which is the big one. And the biggest one is like how black people have been treated. So to eradicate like the idea of oppression, yeah, you have to start with the biggest, most longest perpetuated thing, the biggest stain that we have allowed ourselves to live with, which is how we have been complicit with treating black people in 2020 backwards. And to also touch on what Good For Nothing said about the education, we, I don't know about him, but in grade three, we learned about slavery and it was learning about the Underground Railroad. We didn't learn about slavery in Canada. We only learned about the Underground Railroad. So let's skip the slave trade. Let's skip the actual years and years and years of treating people like shit and let's focus on it was still going on in america and what we did about it was this and that's what we learned about and then it was never touched the whole concept of how black people were treated was never touched on again that's how simple it was that was the contribution in my lifetime in my education system was well there was the underground railroad for what like a like a month no. and, and we learned about it I remember being the only black kid in my class and I remember my teacher making me read the book about the underground railroad to my classmates because she thought that was like the appropriate thing to do like well the black kid should read it that's the appropriate thing to do and that's how far we got with understanding our current day is with education and our outlook is, well, we did the Underground Railroad. We abolished slavery 30 years prior to America. So it's not that bad over here. We have more immigrants here. Canada is known to be nice. So, like, there's a huge problem with that kind of pseudo heroism, like we were the saviors or something. And that means that we have nothing to contribute to what Europe started, what the white man started. And it's white men that have to end what white men do. It's not black men or black men and women. So,
2: all of the movements that regard, like, black lives matter and all of the movements that have been curated from the 1800s right that have been adapted right and like include as much fairness as they possibly can and some at this point unfortunately are strictly strictly about self-defense especially in like america right and like Uh, it's unfortunate that in a first world country where they're exercising care for uh, the population and saying it on camera, right? Trying to include all of the population that they're completely leaving out an entire community of people that are on their land as well while making these statements of inclusion and everything on stage. And it's frustrating that in 2020, 21st century, as far as human beings are concerned, the understanding that if you've created something and it's just created this crater of a situation, this astronomical mess, right? And you've been doing it for X amount of time for some reason there's a gap or there's just laziness as far as the human psyche is concerned that wants to put the same amount of time in the cleanup literally and you can't clean this up you can't clean this up but the amount of effort that was put into establishing this system that was based on oppression that left so many people out of lives so many people out of jobs so many people out of freedom so many people out of hope so many people out of just basic human rights they want the police right the police in in america wants to solve this situation with an eight minute kneel how many years of this has it has this been going on You know, it's been how many years and they're hoping that they can solve it or unite on a on a meaningful scale with an eight minute equivalent knee for that particular situation. So even when the police decide, okay, we're going to stand for your cause that you're fighting, that hundreds of thousands of people have addressed as an issue we're still only going to pertain to the most recent problem.
1: Just to, And just to quickly touch on the the idea of cleaning up a mess that you made, it, it there's almost more effort that needs to be put into cleaning it up, which there's just parts of it that you won't be able to. You can't bring the lives back, right? You won't be able to alleviate the pain felt through generations of people where their uncle, their dad, their grandfather, their brother, their cousin, their niece, their nephew, their sister, their mother is taken away. You can't, you can't change that. So there needs to be more effort than the effort that was put into create the mess, which the effort to create the mess was a lot of effort, a lot of effort. That's why We have these advances in technology and these standards where people can be as rich as Jeff Bezos. It's because of everything that came before it. So for me to pour juice onto the floor, you know, it's going to be harder for me to get down on my knees and wipe it up. But I have to get down on my knees and wipe it up. And that's what white people need to do. You need to get down on their knees and wipe it up
0: last thing i wanted to touch on here with the three of us working in, in music um, and entertainment i wanted to talk about a little bit of the history of rap and hip hop and maybe we can discuss some of the stereotypes that come that have came about through the years and the way that some of them have been addressed i'm looking back uh, to february 2019 when uh, Barack Obama and Steph Curry took the stage at the My, my Brother's Keepers Alliance Summit and Obama blasted the hip hop and rap music industry um, for promoting things like toxic masculinity um, in, in that climate. Um, and then, you know, there's a lot of stereotypes about violence in the music and about the fashion in and the, and the music is
1: from that music culture as well right so two things the the umbrella of what oppression is there we're not going to be able to solve oppression without like getting rid of the big picture or the biggest portions of that as we talked about earlier so um women being oppressed queer people being oppressed um any kind of uh minority that is being oppressed for whatever reason won't be able to handle that until we get rid of the biggest elephant in the room okay which is like how black people are being treated that being said that doesn't that doesn't mean that there isn't problems within the community of black people where as obama touched on there's a violent aspect or an aggression, or frustration that's in the music, that is ill-informed, or maybe even sometimes out of pocket. But you have to understand, this is the music and the energy coming from people who are in trauma, like who are literally dealing with trauma. And I think we touched about it earlier. Um, it's it's like the PTSD. Uh, that someone would have after war. But on a generational scale and on a daily scale, the fear of being shot and killed by a police officer, the fear of, you know, being shot and killed by someone who's not a police officer, black or white, because, yes, there is black on black crime. And yes, there are uh, issues with how some of the black community view their women the same as the rest of the world the same as how some white men view women so to focus on oh hip-hop is treating women poorly is it's like we we have to focus on how everyone is treating women poorly it's not just hip-hop right but I i also think a part of that is naturally because it's acceptable in other facets Of civilization like other cultures are allowing women to be treated poorly and so it's it's going to be something that's accepted in other cultures too it's not acceptable right but we can't get rid of that until we get rid of the other parts of the oppression and the The negative aspect of the music comes from, and this is something that's been said, like time and time and time and time again, we are a people that are being put into violent situations. So we speak about the violence that we are, del- are dealing with, you know, um, and that is our only source of comfort is expression. And to be honest, to express violence is different than to actually act in violence. I think there's a big difference there. And if expressing violence stops me from actually hurting someone physically, you know, equate that, you know. Um, But you might see a shift in how hip hop culture is when there's a shift in how black people are treated if black people are no longer being pushed into ghettos where there's a tendency for violence and drugs and those kinds of things that white people in their picket fence neighborhoods aren't used to seeing and they don't see. So when they hear it in music, they're offended, you know, one thing that you touched on, uh, like you and I've chatted about in the
0: past is, uh, you know just touching on on the fashion side of hip-hop and you know a lot of people have questioned the you know clothing choices the chains things like that and i i think that you brought up the idea of how much harder black people have had to work to get those things and mm. that being the idea of why they are showing those
1: those things off yeah yeah i think uh well that yeah, that portion of hip hop of like the the braggadocia and the pride in what someone has like gotten or acquired, even if it's out of means that are unsavory is because they are used to having nothing at all, so of course, if you like i, I me and my friends would talk about the kids in high school that never got to drink alcohol and then they get to college and they drink alcohol for the first time and there's a tendency for them to kind of go a bit crazy because they don't have uh, the caution or the ability to express or exercise uh, restraint right and I think that's what we're seeing in the black community is the moment they're able to get a glimpse of wealth it's like they go all the way with it because no one they know or no one in their family has ever gotten that you know i know that for me no one in my family has seen wealth so it would be quite easy for me to obtain some and be like holy shit Which I think that's what you're seeing in hip hop music is when they get that million dollar deal. They're like, look at this. Look at what I have. This is crazy. And it's something that's not too crazy to someone who might be white. They might look at it and be like, yeah, okay. But to a black person, it's a different thing. Also, given the history behind how black people are looked at and how they're treated and the ability to even come across an amount of money or anything that represents money or wealth, you're going to lose your shit. You won't be able to express restraint.
2: I think uh, the, for me when it comes to art, um, I talk a lot of conceptual uh like when I'm putting like my focus into art it's a lot of conceptual based off of what I observed and in talks with like particularly my father and then research and just whatever news outlet and stuff is out there in terms of what I've been able to learn with history it's seemed like the the wealth and and success money fame women all of that stuff seem like subcategories to the main 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 actually i feel picture that human beings in general are addicted to violently so progress whether genuine or corrupt and that's a human issue that we don't see because we don't look at ourselves too much we look at others a lot (laughs) you know so um one of the things is that yeah with with in the black community you know there are things to be said with that happen within the black community because of one's own self-definition of progress this is issues that we see on a global scale right the issue is when you have a system that has self-defined their own definition you know to the word progress and has acted on it that affect millions of people you know that are equal to them on an individual level, you know, it like this whole, this whole ideology has created a huge amount of influence for the positive and negative of the psyche positive that people create out of it. And so, and it's beautiful, you know, it affects people in beautiful ways and they glow and they get to, uh, shower their family. You know, in wealth that generations before them have never got to see. Where for other generations and other cultures, yeah, like Kwame said, they have gotten to see. Things have gotten to get. Things have been able to get boring for other cultures, and for some cultures, it's very new, because another culture said, "You don't get that yet." You know, from of course, it's going to create on a lot picking
1: of picking cotton, hung from trees. Yeah, to being able to say. Look at how much money I got. I'm in a brand new this. Yeah. I got designer clothes made by Italian hands.
2: There's yeah. that that I just wanted to highlight like the the foreign aspect of it, right? Because I was talking to my dad and he, when he left Africa, he didn't realize that as far as the media was concerned there were just news like papers and stuff that people were receiving in america and europe about what was going on in different places and the more elite you were the more you knew about the world that's why traveling was such a rich thing to do right so You have that situation where he now realizes that he's getting all of this information. And of course, when we've been oppressed for, you know, 400 years, you know, I'm certain when a community has been oppressed for 400 years and now is getting all of the information about all of these beautiful and crazy lavish things that exist within the world. Of course, they're going to capitalize on that information as much as possible. Fashion influences, jewelry influences, all that stuff is going to look completely different 20 years from now because certain styles are going to move on. As far as culture is concerned, the white man definitely got to go through way more world cultures than every other culture. The white man got to go through every other culture and travel and and hunt lions and all of these exotic things and do all of these exotic lavish op- like events, you know, before anybody else did. So of course, you know, when we're talking about issues that exist within the black community, within the community of music and stuff like that, you know, they seem. Easy to talk about because it's primitive. Oh, why do you guys like women so much? Why do you guys like jewelry so much? Why do you guys like this so much? Because we, we, we still can say that we never really seen it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We never really saw this. That's true. And that's a crazy thing to be happening in the 21st century where we have global events happening on a world scale that could easily take human beings out before human beings even know themselves. And we're fighting. We're fighting right now on the front lines for human beings to just take a little time and know themselves, specifically the white man, take a little time and know yourself. And then the world is asking to change that. Like how, like how, 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 like how many people do you need aliens to come down to the earth and touch down real quick to be like, yeah, no, we're looking from like completely outside. Y'all need to kind of switch it up. You know, because we already know that the world has a bunch of issues that need solving, but like this one exists within this false sense of fairness, democracy and equal rights to all that has been disproven year after year, after year, after year, after year. I keep saying that four hundred times. I know we only got an hour. Yeah. And just to quickly say, uh, to what good for nothing said,
1: the white man being able to travel and experience the world generationally um, where other cultures have not had that experience and that's not because white people have this knack for being better Uh, at or more intelligent or harder working if you're white and you think that you work harder than a slave i mean that's a problem first of all second of all The only reason why you have the generational wealth to be able to travel and experience the world as white people have is directly from making people work for you so that you can do what you need to do or what you want to do. So that privilege to be able to be a European and come to America and Canada and say, this is ours now, that comes from already viewing everyone besides yourselves as lesser than. Like believing and truly thinking you're better which is a human problem Um, but the people who have adopted it as their culture has been Caucasians white people and there's levels to it of how far they believe that or how much they believe that but there's always this like general baseline that you will benefit from it regardless of how you feel so, what are you going to do? Because essentially, you will probably benefit less the more you try to change it. Because that's how it works. There's, there's a system that's literally balanced out where everyone else, besides the visible white people, are down really low. And you're way up high by enormous amounts. So, for you to See these people be liberated. You have to give, which means you're going to have to relinquish or give up certain things for other people to have the same access, or close to, or a chance to. So,
0: I wanted to kind of like leave the idea of uh, different lenses. I, I I like to look at different genres of music and different music through different lenses and uh i i just wanted to talk really briefly
1: just about how people should be listening to rap and hip-hop before uh, i think you could just have an open mind listen to it um and you're also welcome to have your own opinions on it but before you make a narrative where you think you could say well i believe this and publicly state or Imprint some kind of thought process where there's any kind of negative connotation towards our culture, you have to listen to it all. Not just the Migos, not just Travis Scott. You have to listen to all of it, all of it. And even still, you should be weary of putting in your two cents because it's not just a genre, it is our culture, right? You stripped us of our African culture. I don't know where I come from in Africa. So this dancing, singing, rapping, poetry, the, 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 the perspective of being black and how that makes me feel, that is my culture. So you should be careful on how you criticize it. And it's open to being criticized. But you should be careful if you care, if you'd like to care, if you if you find yourself to be a well-intentioned person. Right. I think that's the problem or not the problem. But um, one of many problems is we have a we're at a point where black art is being accepted on a wider scale. If you compare it to what N.W.A. had to deal with in the 90s and. uh. What, how we're looked at today where Travis Scott is one of the biggest artists of all time um, that's a lot of people just liking and allowing that to be on display without respecting or understanding the roots of that and that's a metaphor for exactly what we're dealing with on a wider scale with how black people are treated it's like okay you can get a job and you can do this but your pain, your struggle, we're not going to respect or understand the root of that. So, yeah, like, be involved, but be careful. Like, don't just, just, just play it as background music and be like, this is cool. It's more than just
2: music. The genre, like any other genre, has had its fair share in talking about various things from what the future would be like to um sex drugs or rock and roll right or in to kind of put it so to speak because the genre itself has taken influence from rock and roll and glamorizing certain things that puts you on a certain pedestal what's important to know about hip-hop and hip-hop culture is that there are so many conflicts within like the hip-hop community as far as how we celebrate things how it feels when we celebrate things how things come to light when they do come to light how the fall feels when the fall happens right that's very internalized into our culture because like ruben says you know you know there's certain people that don't necessarily know what part of Africa they come from or like specifically to the beginning of their tree, because at some point it just gets too vague because no one cared and everybody took advantage in the most violent ways. Right? So it's a lot of internalizing and it's a lot of looking within on that front, right? What is important to know is that the, the, the more these issues get solved, the, the more the art changes. Art is adaptable, art is malleable, it's like water. It changes with the times. It talks about different things as there are times, as there's different things to talk about. You have rock and roll in certain genres that talk about like other things that are outer outer body experiences, you know, when people are like on like whatever substance they're doing and they're making music because of that, we have the same most definitely. But our story in terms of the reason for why we are in that situation is not as free as a i just wanted to do a decision you know usually it has to do with some form of running from something or running at something running to something right running to protect something running to get something first because we've been literally running like our, our whole our whole generation has literally been running from to all of these things as panicked as you can imagine you know trying to figure out just how to live simply so yeah you listen with listen with care listen with intent to understand the other side and when you listen to something that seems like you know it's frivolous and surface level you can easily flip the page and find something poetic deep and about the bigger picture
0: great guys i want to thank you so much for joining me again uh, kwame good for nothing um We'll, well i'm sure we will we will continue There's. there's so many more questions that i have for you guys um just about you know well, everything that we just unpacked but um thank you for coming on and thank you for chatting with us and uh you guys are curating a lot of the music that's being played on the show tonight and we'll be playing some of your music as well Um. very excited to see what you guys have lined up for us